These four people have never met before, but by working as a team, they have the chance to win thousands of pounds. There's just one thing standing in their way. The chaser. The chase is on. Hello again, Gene Baxter here for Podcast Radio. If you ever find yourself as a contestant on ITV's game show, The Chase, the only thing standing between you and winning tens of thousands of pounds may be Sean Wallace. What must it be like to be that smart? Well, I talked to Sean about that, along with exploring his rather unique view on fame. Also, what makes Bradley Walsh the best game show host on television? But mostly, what it's like having one of the biggest brains in Britain. Here's my chat with the dark destroyer himself, Sean Wallace. It is the 1st of September. I see that it is the start of UK Friendship Month, which is how this interview was arranged. Are you in the Odd Fellows, the organization that seems to be co-sponsoring this get-together? I, I, I'm not, actually. I was contacted to actually, you know, help promote uh, Odd Fellows. Not that it needs promoting, because it's a wonderful organization, which has been going for at least 200 years. So uh, when, when they asked me to actually be part uh, of uh, the promotion so far as National Friendship Month, uh, I didn't hesitate, because I think... Uh, uh, the important aspect of friendship is one of the most important uh, things within society, I think. Well, we've certainly learned that in pandemic times, that you're so lucky if you get to be around people. And if you have close friends, you're even doubly lucky. I, I don't know much about the Odd Fellows, but, and I don't know what they do to promote friendship within the group. But if, if part of it is pub quizzes, I don't imagine you'll be welcome. <laughs> Nobody wants to see Sean Wallace walk into the pub quiz. <laughs> I, I, I'll say the opposite because uh, the minute they um, see me walk into a pub quiz, I'm going to be first pick. So, uh, you know. Well, yeah, if you're if you're on my team, I guess I'm pretty yeah, pleased. Exactly. Yes, you know you're going to want to be my friend. But um, so far as going back to the point in relation to social isolation, because uh, you know the pandemic, as you've already mentioned, Gene, uh, had a devastating effect not only on society economically but socially as well. Uh, because, you know, uh, everybody had to adhere to very strict uh, lockdown rules, especially those people who were suffering isolation because of either they're living by themselves or even worse, they didn't understand, uh, you know, how to work social media platforms. It must have been extremely difficult for them. So, uh, you know, my way of playing uh, some part in terms of reaching out to people and forging new friendships uh, was for me to actually hold, hold a host of online quizzes, which I still do to this day, uh, I still do the Sean Wallace Facebook Live quiz. I also used to send out tweets to people, lifting their spirits, wishing them a happy birthday, or somebody who's going into hospital for an important operation. And I, again, me being in a public eye with fame does come responsibility. So I think it's important that uh, I use that fame in a sort of positive light to try and help people and sometimes form new friendships. Sure. When I saw that you were doing the Facebook quizzes, I thought, here's a man who has discovered the secret to life. What do they always say? If you do something you love, you'll never feel like you're working a day in your life, right? You love quizzes and you quiz as a job, yet in your spare time, what do you do more quizzes? That shows the passion you have for the format. Absolutely. But uh, Gene, quizzing uh, professionally is only uh, my part-time job. My full-time job, I'm a practicing barrister. As you quite rightly say, you know, me being wanted to be a barrister ever since I was 11 years old, uh, it's not hard work, is it? Uh, and doing quizzes, I'm probably one of the most fortunate people in the world to have a part-time job, uh, you know, uh, being a professional quizzer. But as I say, putting all those things together, you know, helps make me the person I am today. And uh, it helps make me want to actually reach out in a sort of altruistic way 
to try and help other people. Well, I, I certainly got that impression when your book came out last year, you got so much great feedback from people who really took inspiration from your story, yeah. from the challenges that you have faced. And you're right, you're putting a lot of positivity in the world, which is fantastic. When people run into you on the street, you're running through the airport to catch a flight or something. I almost feel like it's a gunslinger situation where you're known as the fastest draw in the West. So every young punk coming up wants to challenge you. Do people run up to you and like scream, what's the capital of Tanzania? Just to see if they can stump you. Yep. And I'll get that. And um, the answer is Dodoma, just in case. Of course it is. <laughs> okay. It usually doesn't alarm, but it's Dodoma. Yeah, I get that from time to time. And, but you know what? I can't answer every question. And if they uh, do stump for the dark straw, guess what? Dine out on it for the rest of your life. Yep. Because I won't be offended by it. I'm not going to sort of throw my toys out of the pram about it. And again, that's a way of me reconnecting. Because if I get stopped by somebody, I will always stop and speak to them. And you know why? Because I'm conscious of the fact that it's the public that make me famous. And it's my way of saying thank you. Mm. So I'll always stop and take a photograph. I'll always, you know, sometimes I'll say, look, can you do something for my mum? Give me her address. I'll send her a signed photograph. And that's a way, that, that's me being me uh, as a way of saying thank you for being that friend of making uh, me famous by watching the chase. It's very sweet. It's a remarkable attitude from a famous person. I'll tell you that. You always say that you are no cleverer than the rest of us. And I feel like that is a way to just make us normies feel good. But in reality, you do have something going on in your head that the rest of us don't. And I don't know. I mean, I've never seen you ask specifically if you have a photographic memory, but what is the trick to remembering the million facts that you walk around with? Interest. If you're interested in something, you're going to remember it. And everybody has an interest in something. I don't care whether or not it's on sewing, it's on football, it's on needlecraft, whatever. It's a subject which everybody uh, has a passion for. And if you do have a passion for, you're going to be proficient and expert in that subject. Now, with me as a young boy growing up, I used to be fascinated of wanting to learn, wanted to educate my mind, even at the age of 61. Uh, I think the way of educating your mind is a way of keeping yourself active, keeping yourself busy, and, and keeping yourself motivated. Because the one thing I think I mentioned in my autobiography is this, the road to success is always under construction. It always is. And the minute you start resting on your laurels and think that you've made it, that's when you start stop growing as an individual. Uh, and I think it's important that uh, we as individuals feed our mind to try and uh, improve ourselves as an individual, irrespective of what age you are. But more importantly, don't use it in a sort of selfish way. I think everybody should have that altruistic attitude whereby you look out for your fellow man uh, and you look out for somebody else. For me, that's what fame's all about. Because at the end of the day, morality is a great leveller. You can't take your riches and fame with you when you go under. But for me, I want the name of Sean Wallace to resonate down the ages long after I've shuffled off this mortal coil. I feel like I've just walked into a TED talk. Honestly, you're getting me pumped up here. Now, is it, as a single man, is it uh, intimidating when you meet, are you intimidating, I guess I should say, to young ladies that you meet who, oh, I don't want to get involved. This guy's way too smart. I'll feel dumb. Or do your, your handsome good looks and fame uh, overshadow that? I don't know about that, uh, uh, one or the other. Uh, as I say, I don't see myself as uh, better than anybody else. I have skills and attributes. I also have weaknesses, just like anybody else. Every Achilles does have a heel. Uh -huh. So if you do meet a, a partner who can help build you up, then I think that's fantastic. In the Winnie the Pooh stories, what animal is Kanga? It's a kangaroo. Correct. What empire reconquered Britain in the year 296 AD? The Roman Empire. Correct. Who sang the James Bond theme for your eyes only? 
Sheena Easton. Correct. What relation is Prince William to King George VI? Great grandson. Correct. We're talking to Sean Wallace. He is the, a lot of people may not know, the very first chaser on the chase, which has been running now for, what, 12 years, something like that here in the UK? Yeah. There are versions all over the world as well, other ones, right? Yeah, I've done the Australian version of Chase. I'm an, an occasional guest visitor on the Australian version. Mark's done it uh, in Australia, and he's an American chaser. Oh. Uh, you know, Anne's done other, uh, Anne's also an Australian chaser. And as you know, she does uh, her own uh, quiz TV show. Right. You know, Paul has his own show. So, you know, I've got a lot to be grateful for in relation to the chase. But one thing about we as chasers, uh, although we're professional quizzers, we are friends. We do respect each other. Uh, and we do support each other through thick and thin. And, uh, you know, I'm going to give an exclusive here now, uh, Gene. You know, whenever a new chaser comes in, <laughs> our initiation ceremony is that, so, you know, we all put one hand on top of each other like that. And we then say two words, batter them, and we go out. <laughs> so that's our uh, initiation ceremony to welcome every new chaser. And I think it reflects in relation to the show itself, especially on the beat, the chasers. Uh, the, the professional friendship we do have. But there's never been any kind of a quiz off between you guys to determine who is the top chaser? Well, Mark, being uh, the mathematical genius stroke statistician that he is, keeps a record in relation to who's top uh, in terms of win percentages and lose percentages. So we, there is a record. And who's top? And with 82, uh, Paul uh, with about 81.5, Mark about 80, Jenny's about 80. Wow, very close. Dara yesterday lost his very first show, so he, he would be about 95, and I'm 78. Wow, all very close. I saw an episode, and I think we're, we're seeing reruns this summer, but I saw an episode the other day, and I love the chase. Who does it? You missed three in a row on that show, Sean, and honestly, I thought you were throwing it. I really did. I thought somehow there was cash exchange because I've, I've rarely seen you miss more than one or two on an entire show, and it was three in a row. Questions are only easy if you know the answer. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not a supercomputer and no chasers are. I mean, if you saw yesterday uh, on the show, uh, you know, Daryl lost 75,000 pounds to a single contestant. Wow. And he's 20 years old. Anything can happen. It can happen. So if I don't know the answer, I don't know it. I mean, my, my Achilles heels are soaps. So if I don't know the answer, yeah. just guess. All right. Two more points on the chase I want to make. One is... And I don't think he gets enough credit. I know he's very famous and well-known and he's done it all. He sings, he acts, he's played football. And I think, honestly, that I think that Bradley is the best game show host on the television today. I think he is marvelous. He has so much fun. He has such great chemistry with not only the chasers, but with the contestants. He keeps the game moving. He really seems like he's enjoying himself. He's a joy to watch. Don't you agree? Caesar salad. Yeah. Yeah, all day long yeah. with uh, anchovies and croutons, yeah. a bit of doudah and some Caesar dressing and some chicken, if you like it, or maybe prawns, depending on how you feel that day or whatever's on the menu available at that time of year. He is because he's being himself. And when we first started out, the role he took as a question master was to be the contestant's friend. So we can see there in relation to the importance of friendship, you know, giving uh, the contestants the confidence, you know, to come up against a so-called intimidating chaser. Mm -hmm. Both Bradley and I, I'm two days older than him. We've got a similar upbringing in terms of uh, working class lads who basically uh, had to sort of uh, do the hard yards to get to where they got, uh, got to in life. And the one thing I love about Bradley and the one thing he uh, always accepts, and it's the same thing for me, you can have all the talent in the world uh, but that talent will never see the light of day uh, unless you have that bit of luck. Make sure you put your best foot forward because uh, you do put your best foot forward and you do have that bit of luck. 
that could make a difference between being Mr. Nobody uh, and being everybody's favorite. Last question I've always wanted to ask you, Sean, and I've noticed this, but I've never seen anyone bring it up before, is on the chase, you're very intimidating, and you're wearing your glasses. Yeah. The rest of your life, you're never wearing your glasses. (laughs) In interviews, are they real? Do you need glasses, or are they just a prop to make you look scarier? No, the reason why I do need glasses is because the questions are, I'm short-sighted. So I, I can't see the questions which are far, far away. So um, the questions are about 200 feet away from me in order for me to see it. So um, that's the reason why we wear glasses. Well, they work. I mean, they look, like a, they look like a superhero costume, man. You get the job done. You are a delight on that program. And I hope that you make lots of friends this Friendship Month. And I like to think that we've, uh, we've started a relationship here by having a chance to chat today. I've, enjoyed, I've very much enjoyed it, sir. Thank you very much, Gene. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do you know what, though? I thoroughly enjoyed this show. Have you had a lovely time? Lovely time. It's much more fun than I ever imagined it could be. Good. And, David, have you had a nice time? Absolutely been brilliant. The bad news is, folks, I've got to take the nine grand away until you find that Josephine and David, you have been caught, and for you, the chase is over. Chaser. Yeah, it was a good game today, wasn't it? Yeah. Just another day at the office for you, would you say? It certainly was. Hey nerds, I'm Sarah, the Paper Nerd, and if you've ever wondered what goes into that greeting card you just sent or received, well, quite a lot. Get your paper fix on the paper fold where I host an enchanting mix of personalities and players all nerding out on my favorite topic, stationery. From the designs of our snail mail communications to the precious space created when two people correspond, there's a lot to cover. So come grab a seat in the stationery community's only five-star paper salon, The Paper Fold, now part of the Evergreen Podcast Network.